15 minutes. We'll have him in here. Gators break down his podcast, heard on all the platforms out there. Later, Hour 3 Griff will be with us. That's Mike Griffith. AJC's Dog Nation. Greg checking in. Bill, would you rather watch Iowa's spring game or listen to -to back-to-back calls of Jeff and the Borough and Ubergeden? Not Armageddon, Ubergeden. Probably, let me think this out. I'd probably rather have back-to-back calls from those two. Yeah, I can't can't watch the Iowa spring game. And again, it's hard for me because I like Kirk Ferentz. Kirk Ferentz is a guy, he's the kind of guy that will, at least with me, will be specific. Like, Bill, how's your garden? I'm serious. He has come up to me when we've been at Big Ten meetings. It's been a few years. And asked, like, how's your family? Super good guy, man. He'll talk football. He'll talk hanging out. He's got friends or relatives or somebody here in the Brentwood area. He does. He said, I spent about a week or two. It was a couple, it was summers ago, several summers ago. He said, Bill, I was in your uh, area, man, for about a week or two. Said, you should have called me, man. We'd gone, uh, we'd gone to lunch or something. I'd try and talk you out of putting your son uh, in charge of that offense. That's what I would have done. <laughs> Now, that comes from last hour, if you missed it. Apparently, Brian Ferentz, the son of Kirk, who probably would not be an offensive coordinator anywhere else on that level. Offensive coordinator, quarterback coach, has a new contract. It cut him 50K, and he's got to average 25 points a game. Now, it doesn't say in the contract, from what I understand, that it's got to be offensive points because the defense accounts for some, right? On, on scores from the defense. So I think he gets to take credit. Like if the defense, which, by the way, they have a really stout, nasty defense. That defense, if it gets a couple of points a game or two, you know, a pick six or a uh, safety or whatever, I think he gets credit for that, even though he had nothing to do with it. I think he does. Humble seeker, Bill, I'm rooting for Iowa to go undefeated this season. Average 21 points on offense just to see what happens to Ferentz. My guess is he'd probably get an extension. You're right. You know what? That's that's an Iowa kind of thing. I have seen Iowa. One year, couple of years, it was, it was, was it the Butch Jones? I think it was during Butch Jones. Tennessee played them in a bowl game, and Iowa might as well have not have gotten on the plane. It was awful. Next year, I look up, they're like 10-0. and 10-0 and competing for the Big Ten Championship. I've seen, so you never know. With Iowa, that is truly one of those programs, one of those teams, where if you think you have them pegged, you can be completely wrong. Now, I think it's fair to say you can peg their offense as bankrupt, and probably be right. But I'm just talking about if you're picking them and you think they're down because of some bowl game or something, some kind of trend you're looking at, that's the kind of team that can absolutely trick you. 
for sure. Yeah, you have to be careful with that. Gator Dave coming up. We were talking earlier about Jaden Rashada. And, yes, baseball is a little over a week away. College baseball. Looking forward to that. The Rashada story continues to yield comedy. Now, if you're a Gator fan, I know. You're sick of it. But here's the point. If I'm a Gator fan, I'm not over this. I'm mad. Something is wrong. To allow this to have happened, to even have been a consideration, is preposterous. And a story came out, Andy Staples, story came out, which had numbers. Now, again, you've seen the 13 million, and that's been thrown around by everybody. Dude on the side of the street who doesn't even watch Florida football knows that $13 million number, whether it's right or wrong. In this story by Andy Staples, who is a very accomplished reporter. A lot of these guys I don't trust, okay? Andy Staples is good. I don't even agree with Andy on a lot of things, but he's good. He, he's a detail guy. Now, he's for players getting millions of dollars, playoffs, brackets to 2,000 teams. He's for all that crap. I couldn't disagree with that more. But it doesn't mean that I think he's a bad reporter. He's a good reporter. Very good reporter. And he says that the numbers – got to remember, Andy lives in Gainesville. Andy – went to Florida. Andy was on the Florida football team as a walk-on offensive lineman. Andy knows that program inside of the skin. He knows what the bloodstream looks like at Florida, right? So you can't question, uh, what's this guy know? No, you can't do that with Andy here, okay? Particularly this school. He says that Rashado was to get 500K at signing which apparently he never got. And he was going to get through his freshman, sophomore, junior, senior years as much as 200, 300, close to 400,000 a month, depending on the year, depending on which year it was. I'm not going to get specific because it doesn't matter. And, of course, the contract, in the contract, it did read, we have the right, the collective has the right to cancel this any time we want. Which, I'll give them credit, at least that was in there. (laughs) If I'm going to compliment them, maybe compliment them with that. At least that part was in the contract. And they did. They did. They did cancel it. Never had to pay him. Which, I guess, again, let me compliment them again. At least they fixed it there at the end. And didn't get him any money now coach g said he actually did get some money but the money came from uh, miami when he was committed to them it was 125k and when he flipped to florida according to the story they paid it back the rashadas paid it back in full so miami john ruiz got his money back in that deal now he's at arizona state he's with kenny willingham and uh, perry mason says it's his understanding that he's not getting any money there or at least nothing to that amount, which I would assume is correct. What has that kid done 
no offense, to command that kind of conversation, much less contract. Now, Buck was talking about this earlier. I agree with Buck, and I said it too. I mean, if that if I'm that kid, I don't blame him. I mean, if I'm a high school quarterback and somebody says, we'll get you $13 million or whatever that is, three, four hundred thousand a month plus five hundred k to sign, I mean, what am I going to do, say no? I'd take it in a second. Sure I would. It's still a ridiculous idea. And back to this notion, we got to let the marketplace settle. Well, the marketplace is a big lie. How's the marketplace ever going to settle when everything being reported, at least until now, all these inflated numbers and everything, and again, I don't, I, I believe Andy Staples there, but I'm just saying in general, all these lies that are told every day about what people are getting, how do you ever determine a marketplace when there's no transparency? It's just based on one big fabrication, one big lie. There is no transparency. It's almost like a giant shell game out there. Jim and Jupiter, Billy, many Gators do not want to admit they messed up. I don't care if the number is 13 or not. The fact that they're going to pay a four-star a crazy amount is insane. It's true. It's, it's not defensible. Now, I'll say this. If this got to Billy Napier and Billy Napier said, bleep, no. Can I use the word fudge? He said, fudge, no. Are you crazy? What about this? If you're Florida and you actually allocate that kind of money for that kid, what are you going to do for the five-star kid in Texas who's committed to them? What's he going to want? He's rated a better player. If if Rashad is getting that kind of money, or at least in the contract, what are you getting the junior in Texas who is a five-star, at least rating-wise, and considered a higher-rated prospect? What does he need, 18? So what are you going to have? Rashad making his 13, this kid coming in making 18? That'd be fantastic for locker room harmony. Yeah, imagine that locker room. Two guys that have never busted a grape in a college game making about 30 million bucks. <laughs> there you go. That'll be that'll be good for the ecosystem of the locker room. I'm sure the veterans who actually have done something aren't going to have a problem with that at all. (laughs) Not at all. Just let that little kid get his money. Who cares? I'm happy. I'm in Hogtown. I like Hogtown. I know Noel fans do not like Hogtown. No, they do not like it. All right, Gator Dave, when we come back, we got some things to talk about. Omni Nashville Hotel.
As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or online at richardcourtney.com. Hey, you know it's a leap year, right? No, the next leap year isn't until 2024. Nope, it's this year. I can prove it. Here, play this new instant game from the Tennessee Lottery. Uh, okay. <laughs> Woohoo! I won! See what you did there? I jumped up and down? No, that was a leap. Don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February with our newest instant games. You could win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February instant games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. And now, for our biggest news yet, you could win a top prize of $5 million. Make a break for fun today with February Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Golfers, tee it up this Thursday through Sunday at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the Callaway Fitting Event and be the first to score the new Paradigm Woods and Irons. The woods are engineered with forged carbon to maximize distance and forgiveness. The irons feature a forged face for increased launch speed and spin. A new paradigm in performance. Go to WorldwideGolfShops.com and reserve your free custom fitting experience happening this Thursday through Sunday. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee when you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local, just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash, or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And, of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local, and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. You know what the Mets stand for? <laughs> Metropolitan. Yeah, Metropolitan yeah. is a flavor of ice cream, right? Neapolitan. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Was that real? I mean, half and half. Oh, man. You talk about throwing me off complete. <laughs> My equator is gone. <laughs> the Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. <laughs> If it's the P5, the G5, or a neutral site game in Council Bluffs, the Bill King Show has it covered. there dave don't know if you've been able to monitor this morning or not but the Jaden rashada story just won't die it just will not go away yeah bill mostly gator nation uh talking you know with the fan base uh a good bit it is definitely 
uh, ready to move on from that. But as you said, you know, if we get new information. Uh, it seems like every few days uh, with this. And I guess, you know, kind of figured that that would happen, um, given the uh, maybe lack of transparency to begin with. And, you know, been kind of on top of it most of the way. But now you just keep seeing the tidbits of, uh, you know, the decommitment from Miami and then going to Florida and, and you know, how the, however it happened, Bill, the $13 million n- number being true, you know, as crazy as that sounds. Uh, that's probably still the biggest takeaway uh, from this is I think, Bill, 99% of the people out there will, will tell you no players worth that. Uh, not just, you know, not that's not a shot. That's not a shot at, at Jaden Rashada and, and, and his representatives and his family. But, uh, you know, probably for the best that this didn't work out, if that was going to be the number when it's all said and done. I think that's my biggest takeaway, Bill, is, you know, definitely confirming that number. Uh, through uh, from you know people I can talk to and everything that's coming out now, uh, you know with, with that big number that hey yeah this it's yeah, I, I always go back to it's probably best. Uh, I mean look we saw Princely Human Mielin tweet last night saying you know you know basically I, I know he was joking but you know this is probably serious you might be tongue in cheek a little bit is you know why can I get any of that money so you know that that tells you right there how current players kind of feel and, and know about it. Now, whether all that stuff would have came out if it all worked out, you know, is a different story. But uh, it wouldn't have been kept under wraps if that number was true, Bill. Or it's, you know, it seems like it is that number being that high. There's no way it probably would have been kept under wraps. And you know what? And, and, and it's a discussion we've had the last couple of years. You know, w- with numbers like that and and contracts like that for kids who haven't even played a down in college football yet. You know, what 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 would that do to a team? What would that do to a locker room? There's still a ton that we don't know. Who was the leader in that collective that put this language on the contract? That's going to come out, I would think, someday. Well, Bill, how it was explained to me was, you know, it was brought to the collective to draft the contract. You know, it wasn't them negotiating the deal. You know, it was how they've done however many deals that was before Jaden Rashad. This was the same process. You know, it was um, negotiation of the – NIL dollars, and once they figured it out, they put it in a template the Gator Collective has. Uh, but, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, they, I mean, you know, somebody with the collective had to sign off on it. Uh, that's probably the, the the mistake there of, okay, well, you, know, you were told to put this number in the contract. Um, they followed the protocol they, they had always had. You know, they, they trusted uh, the money would be there and, and where the money was coming from. But, of course, with this big number, I know you probably could be asked, you know, this could have been – double, triple, quadruple check, you know, given how big the number was uh, there. But as far as the negotiation goes, that was done by the, you know, the, the, the family, the agent, the, the agency, the lawyers and, and wherever the money was coming from, that's, you know, negotiation took place there uh, and just, you know, submitted to the getter collective to put in the contract. Now, I don't know DJ Lagway. Five-star quarterback. His film looks good. He's rated a five-star. Everybody thinks he's a fantastic prospect. And, again, I don't know him, but if I see publicly all this news, which we all know that Rashada eventually didn't get any of that money, but if he did, what's this kid going to want? What would that locker room be like? Right, Bill. And, uh, you know, I brought that up before, um, you know, doing that. If, if that number is true – and that's, it's cool. It caused a ripple effect. It caused a ripple effect <laughs> at Florida first, but also a ripple effect across all of college football. You know, uh, uh, quarterbacks out there are going to be like, hey, 
you know, especially if they just want to go by pure recruiting rankings or, you know, just how good they think they are in their own mind. Hey, I'm better than this kid. Yeah, you know, he got $13 million. Where my $13 million? <laughs> uh, so it's, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely, I mean, I don't think that's going to be the case uh, with DJ Lagway. And you're right. speaking to him, but we'll have him on Gators Breakdown. Uh, tomorrow night he'll be he'll be a guest there so we'll get to speak more with him i don't know how much we'll talk about nil and stuff like that but uh, <laughs> uh um but yeah it, it 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 definitely would have caused a ripple effect and it still might you know it just the other way of how much does florida have to fight this uh when, when they go on the recruiting trail and all the schools that will be recruiting against them because of this uh but yeah bill there's that that's one reason that 13 million dollars just could not have happened uh there's i i, I just don't think there's much of a way to get past that uh, as far as a locker room and maybe even future recruiting. Gator Dave Gators break down with us. And now Perry Mason down there in Lake Placid, Florida, said it's his understanding that Rashada's not really getting anything at Arizona State. Is that accurate? Do you know that? I don't have the numbers there, Bill. I can't imagine it's absolutely nothing. Uh, that that would well, you know, kind yeah. of – Pennies compared, let's say. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. Um, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I think in the Andy Staples athletic article yesterday, you know, it it's, was kind of maybe implied of nothing, but you know, I, I I can't go that far with it. Um, I, but right. That's, that's another thing. And from my understanding, Bill, whatever negotiations could have happened after the fact, okay, well, it's not going to be $13 million at Florida, but here's what we can do. Uh, and that probably would have been higher – than what he would have got anywhere else. Uh, so, yeah, uh, maybe behind the scenes, uh, the people representing Jaden Rashada maybe, you know, end up costing even more millions of dollars by, you know, Bill, Bill at some point, and I think we, we were kind of aware of this too, common sense was going to have to come into play a little bit. And I don't think we were dealing with much common sense in this situation uh, on, on, you know, on both sides a little bit. And, you know, for for the Rashad, for the angle that you're talking about, you know, they probably walked away from you know, just to maybe tick somebody off or say I'll pay them back or or watch this. Maybe end up uh, with nowhere near as much um, nil pay for play dollars uh, that they would have if they just maybe reworked the deal and renegotiated at Florida. Baseball starting in about a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah um, Basketball team too, Bill. I mean, yeah. they're playing better. Uh, so, generation has a little bit to maybe take their mind away uh, for, for, from this a bit. You know, the following twenty twenty four recruiting as well. Uh, we talked about that in the last couple of weeks, and like I said, we'll, we'll get to know DJ Lagway a little bit better on Gators Breakdown this week. But yeah, big winner for Tennessee last week for the basketball team, and, and a hard fought. Uh, a game in Rupp Arena the other night. So Alabama coming up next. That's the consolation prize for basketball. And then, as you said, Bill, baseball starts up, and then we kind of know the the high expectations that always go along there. And Florida's a top five, top ten team in most of the uh, uh, the preseason rankings there for for, for baseball. So uh, never never easy, Bill, in, in the SEC, and no matter what major sport we're talking about. But uh, looks like Florida baseball probably the the best chance for for, for Gator fans and Gator Nation to, to celebrate a lot of victories and you know, see how far they can go um, naturally uh, and, and, and compete for a championship. Where would you put Florida, and it's just early February, in the SEC East next year behind Georgia? But where? Two, three, four, where would you have them? 
Uh, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't have him two right now, Bill, either. Um, I think you, I think you got to put Tennessee there uh, at two and then you see how Milton uh, responds to being the starting quarterback. We know the last time he was named the starter didn't necessarily uh, turn out the right way uh, there, but lo- looks like just the small sample size we have from this past year, uh, he may be uh, much further along in this offense than he was when he started. Um, what was it? It would have been 20, the 2021 season. Um, it's hard to pick after after Georgia and Tennessee. It really is. Um, South Carolina, maybe a quarterback advantage with Spencer Rattler coming back. Um, of course, Leary going to, to Kentucky. I think you probably start looking at quarterbacks and comparing quarterbacks with, you know, with Mertz in Florida, Wisconsin. Um, you know, Kentucky, Florida, South Carolina, you can jumble them up in a mess and, 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 and work it, work your way out to, 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 to who that third team is. And South Carolina lost it. I know they had that late season stretch bill where they just kind of dominated um, and, and won some big games. Uh, but they got hit hard by the transfer portal. So how does that affect them? But, you know, probably off, off the cuff, I know, I know Florida – I know Florida took it to South Carolina last year, but you know, having an experienced quarterback back that was playing really well at the end of the season, I'd probably go South Carolina three. Uh, have a hard time deciding between Kentucky and Florida there at, at four bills. So no, no higher than fourth uh, right now, early in this process, uh, where I'd see Gators in the East to, to, to start uh, the 2023 season. Is Graham Mertz, at least at the moment, the incumbent in quarterback? I think so, Bill. Um, you have him. You have Jack Miller. I wasn't really high on Jack Miller to begin with. Uh, didn't impress me in the Ohio State spring game he played in a couple years ago. Didn't impress me in the Florida spring game a year ago. Uh, I won't hold the bowl game against him too much, Bill, but it was kind of a continuation of my expectation of him. But I, I won't hold that one particular game, given all the circumstances around the the, the team around him. I just not that high on him to begin with. So, I, Bill, I think we given given Grant Mertz's experience uh, and all the games that he's played. Uh, I think he is the the guy going into spring practice. I expect him to be the guy coming out of spring practice. Uh, now, Billy Napier did say last week, Bill, when we talked to, talked to him on the uh, national signing day press conference, that Florida will probably be in the market for a, a transfer quarterback uh, after the spring as well, just because of you know losing Jaden Rashada. They'd like to have another body in there uh, as far as numbers go. So, who knows who's available. Uh, come after spring practice, but you know, kind of hard to, to maybe expect somebody to, to come in who didn't go through spring practice like Graham Mertz. And maybe I don't even know, no, I don't even know what type of quality would be out there, Bill, after spring. I'm sure there'll be some big names who thought they might go win a job or compete for a job and doesn't, and, and doesn't get as much playing time in the spring. So there might be some bigger names than we think coming out of the spring practice, but uh, I do think uh, Graham Mertz will end up being a guy when Florida travels to Utah week one. Uh, of this season to take on the Utes. Anything to look for in recruiting next couple of weeks? Uh, not really, Bill. I'm. I, it's funny. I, I'm really diving into that 24 class right now uh, for the podcast. You know, we can start turning the page from 23 to 24. Uh, so as I can, I'll kick that off with having uh, the big time quarterback commit DJ Lagway uh on the podcast but really really good start for billy napier in the 24 class uh so just kind of bill just kind of maybe peeking um who could end up likely in the class i did this about a year ago bill with the 23 class and it's funny you you start going in state a little bit where florida's got to do a little bit better and didn't do as well as they should overall okay but still missed the top of the state of florida bill 
it's been an issue for a while for all the big three schools uh, in the state. So uh, start looking in-state and see maybe who's some of the top in-state guys Florida can maybe get, in, get, into, the, get into the class because that has been an issue that needs to change uh, coming up for, for, for Billy and Napier to maybe turn this class around. You know, two of the biggest commits in the class, DJ Lagway and, and Miles Graham from Texas, from the state of Georgia, so not in the state of Florida yet. So, Bill, that, that's really the next step Billy Napier has to do. There has to be some elite recruiting to, 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 to really add to the top of the class, and that starts in the state of Florida. So t- taking a big look at the state of Florida uh, coming up and, and some big-time guys. Tell everybody how they can get Gators Breakdown. Yeah, Bill, everybody can get Gators Breakdown at news4jacks.com slash Gators Breakdown uh, podcast platform, YouTube version as well. Uh, Bill, just trying to keep on keeping on during this uh, – I guess we don't call it off season, I guess, Bill. But uh, yeah, it lives up to the lives, lives up to the name, Bill. There's, there's never a dull moment. I hear you, man. We'll see you next week. Appreciate it. See you, Bill. Gator Dave Gators breakdown joins us every Tuesday. Griff in about an hour, well, a little less than an hour, actually, about about oh, 45 minutes. I overshot my uh, target there. 615-844-5600 if you're going to check in today. No fan in the 863 down in Florida. This has probably already happened, but I can see signed players holding out for NIL during the season or preseason. I can also see coaches, hopefully 100% of them, but probably about 90, kicking those players a double dollar sign down the road. Yeah, we talked about that. That's going to happen. We're going to have situations in the future where a player during the season decides, I've got to draw a line in the sand. Whatever I'm getting or whatever I'm not getting, whatever I'm not getting is to the point where I have to prove my point of view and I'm not going to play in that game coming up on Saturday and I'm not practicing either now it depends on the coach are coaches these days hard-nosed enough I think a lot of them are you cannot have that happen you can't have that happen if you're a coach you have to be very strong in your response to something like that Knowing what's at risk, could you have a player revolt of some sort? Maybe. You have to be willing to deal with that. You have to be willing to take that chance. But yes, something like that, it might have already happened. We just don't know about it. But it'll be fun. That's going to happen. And it could easily happen at your school. Whichever school... Listen to this show. It can happen in you.
6th Annual Mid-State Classic is happening on March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. And this year, it's a doubleheader. For nearly a decade, the City of Columbia Parks and Rec Department has showcased the most highly attended women's college softball matchups in the state. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic kicks off their doubleheader at 1 p.m. with the Bucks from Motlow State taking on the Chargers of Columbia State. Then at 5.30, the Austin P. Lady Govs battle the Lady Vols of the University of Tennessee. Tickets to the 6th Annual Mid-State Classics are only 10 bucks and are on sale now. Motlow State versus Columbia State. Austin P. versus Tennessee. Wednesday, March 15th, starting at 1.30 at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. For tickets and information to the 6th Annual Mid-State Classic, log on to ColumbiaTN.com slash Mid-State Classic or call 931-388-8119. That's 931-388-8119. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new law that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now. 800-785-9132. That's 800-785-9132. U.S. Tax Shield. 800-785-9132. If you need a staycation or planning a trip to Music City, stay at Bento Living Chestnut Hill. Voted the best boutique hotel in the city by the Nashville scene. Bento Living is located on the edge of bustling downtown and boasts on-site dining, shopping, live entertainment on the rooftop, and free fitness classes. Come experience Nashville like a local. Visit bentochestnuthill.com to book your Music City vacation today. It's a Bill King show. Pac-12 football is a joke. It's a laughing stock. It has been left behind by Father Time a long time ago. It has not been prominent in a decade at least. And do you want to know why? God-forsaken leadership. That's why. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. America's first home for college football talk is the Bill King Show. get over that 70 <laughs> that 70 burger that was laid on your buddy Kevin Steele and his defense help me understand he's talking about Clemson 
and West by God, and they laid uh, 70 on him, and he got fired. That's how I'd lost touch with Kevin for several years. Because remember, he was at Nebraska. He was at Baylor. He was in the NFL. Remember Kevin Green tried to fight him on the sideline when he was with the Panthers? Remember that? I don't think I'd want to fight Kevin Green, you know. But remember Kevin Green got really mad at him for a play call or something? And anyways, he gets fired after that Clemson-West Virginia bowl game. And he listened to me on the radio, and but, but my phone number. I have to change my number every couple of years. And my number had changed. Actually, back then I had Atlanta numbers because my agent was there. And so he'd get those iPhones out of there. And my phones always had a 404. My Erico was 404. And when Kevin had known me previously, my area code was 615. Anyways, long story short, he didn't have my number. And he contacted my agent and wanted to know if he'd give him my number. So my agent didn't really know Kevin Steele. So I get a message from him, says, some guy, Kevin Steele, wants your number, wants to know if he can contact you. (laughs) So I said, well, of course, that's my boy. Yes. Anyway, so Kevin and I, Kevin was now an analyst there at uh, Alabama. And uh, you know how Nick has, I've told you the story, Nick's got the one voice rule, but but Kevin isn't public about it, but behind the scenes he he talked to me. And uh, he said, just don't say anything because I don't want to get in trouble. I guess, I guess I could get him in trouble now. He just got rehired there. But anyway, so we would talk pretty much daily. When he was at Alabama. And he was really down. I mean, it hurt him. It, it, he was down about the way that thing ended at Clemson. And and he didn't blame anybody else. He just was down, man. He said, I, 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 I just, I don't remember his words, but he was very regretful at, at how that was. He was not at all mad at Clemson or Dabo Sweeney at all. He was mad that he allowed that to happen. So anyways, and since then, he's been at various stops, as we know, most recently Miami, but heck, he even was up there at Tennessee for a few weeks and made about 800K a few years back. Back at Tennessee, his alma mater. I still think he's a good coordinator. I like to hire. Now, maybe maybe my bias is just enveloping my ability to be truly objective. I don't think so. I have guys I like that I'll critique here on the show all the time. They need critiquing. Look, if Alabama comes out and they're soft on defense and the DB still can't cover and the linebacker play is mediocre and nobody up front on defense looks like a war daddy, I'm going to tell you, I don't give a rip. But I like to hire. Uh, now, now, Kirkland's a Georgia guy. And, frankly, he's talking from a position of power. Georgia is the gold standard in college football. They have taken that position. You know how, and I'm, I'm not a real big music aficionado, but, I mean, I, through the years, will listen to music. And, uh... You know how in rock and roll they'll say, you may be number one. 
Like, I remember one of, and it wasn't Freddie Mercury, but one of the members of Queen was talking about early 80s. And they had just hit after hit, just phenomenal hit after hit. And he said, you know, at that moment, we were number one in the world. Yeah, we were number one in the world. Now, he said, you don't get to keep it for long. But we were at that moment, and I don't remember which release it was, but he said at that moment, we knew, we looked at each other, we are number one in the world right now. It's fleeting, but but at the moment, just think about where we're standing. We are number one on this planet in that world of, of rock music. Music in general, you could probably say at the time. Well, in the college football world, Georgia is the gold standard. How long they keep it, we'll find out. They're the gold standard. So they can afford, if you're a Georgia fan, to look at Alabama and now, when you used to get snickered at, you can snicker at them. You can. They aren't as good as you. They don't have your depth when it comes to roster. They don't have your toughness. They don't. They're not tough guys as much as you are. That's a fact. Okay? Now, Alabama's been the gold standard historically many times, right? No other team will ever surpass their history. You'd have to do it another 50 to 100 years to catch up historically with Alabama. But if we're measuring the moment where we're all standing right now, the gold standard is Georgia. It's not Alabama. So they can snicker at my boy, Kevin Steele. They can. I totally get it. Alabama does not have the tough guy image that they need right now. Now, can they get it back? I absolutely think they can. But we got to see them do it. I like to hire them. Having said all of that, I like to hire. I like the Tommy Reese to hire, too. I do. They might not have been five-run grand slams, but those were good hires, okay? Those were. First thing, they two things they need to get done. Get their physicality back this spring into the fall and pick the quarterback that's correct, and that's Ty Simpson. Two huge things they need to get done. We'll take the break. Tommy Nashville Hotel. Howdy, folks. I'm back to remind you about the best steakhouse in Music City, Bob's Steak and Chop House. The only place in Middle Tennessee to get A5 Wagyu steaks cooked to perfection. And when that special day rolls around to treat that special someone, make your reservation now at Bob's Steak and Chop House. From petite fillets to massive tomahawk ribeyes. When somebody asks where's the beef, you tell them Bob's Steak and Chop House. Make your Valentine's Day reservations now. And treat the best in your life with the best in Nashville, Bob's Steak and Chop House. At the Omni Nashville Hotel. 
Nashville's first curling venue is here at T-Line Nashville. Come check out T-Line Nashville and experience the world's fastest growing winter sport today. Curling is a fun and simple sport that's a perfect outing for friends, corporate events, families, or parties. T-Line also has classic bowling and modern bowling mini games. With over 20 HD TVs, you can come watch your favorite teams and some of the best food and drinks here in Nashville in the large bar and grill area. They also have an outdoor area with a fire pit and you can't forget the live music. T-Line Nashville is a one-stop shop for a great night out. Located at 106 Duluth Avenue and online at T-LineNash.com. You can book your party now or give them a call at 615-439-1024. That's 615-439-1024. And make sure you give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook at T-Line Nash for all the news, events, and updates. T-Line Nashville. Nashville's first curling venue is here. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. The package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. The Giants had a really good season. I'm really happy as a fan to see them win, get back in the playoffs. I think they got a bright future with Brian Dable. As a Giants fan, you know, I hate Philly, but man, wow. Because I thought the Giants would be on a motion adrenaline that they could at least hang in there and make it a game. <laughs> Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Bill King doesn't need a countdown clock because he already knows when football season starts. Ten years ago, in the baby Space Needle, working with me, me and Crazy Charlie, on Sirius XM, six hours of radio, because on signing day, ten years ago, and this is Tuesday, it's always Wednesday, but nonetheless, ten years ago, what we would do is we'd do the morning show, six to nine. Then... That'd be a 9 to noon show. Who came on? Was that Chris after us? I don't remember. Was Or did he come on at noon? And Jack Aroot? I don't remember. Anyways, we'd come back at noon, then do noon to 3. And we'd get as many coaches on. Now, that was a signing day thing. So the whole point was on that day to get a bunch of coaches on. As you know, I don't do that regularly. But for that day, we would do it. And he says we had 13 on that day. He, he knows the number. He, he'll know the, he'll know the list better than me. I remember some of them. 
I do remember, though, and I just tweeted this, that the deity cut at Duke, we were told, was too busy to do the show. <laughs> I mean, we're getting on every worldwide head coach on the planet, but cut in Durham, North Carolina, couldn't make it. Now, the reason why Cut couldn't make it wasn't because he's busy. It's because he's butt hurt because he gets critiqued and he can't handle it. That's the reason why that happened. You think Mike Elko, who's done a really good job there year one, would do the same, pull the same stunt? The answer is no. But Cut, who apparently can't take criticism at Duke, nonetheless, can't do it. Imagine signing day for cut at Duke. I bet it's just hectic. I bet it's brutal. Waiting on all these Johnny Five Stars to commit. <laughs> God help you if you're the head coach at Duke. And I, I like, look, in general, I like cut. And I like, I do like Mike Elko. But. I remember more about that than all the coaches. I remember Brian Kelly, who was the defensive lineman, California, who signed with him. Brian Kelly was on with us, and he said, look, don't don't put down your popcorn. Later today, there's going to be an announcement. And it was the defensive lineman out of California who signed with him. We got into the spring, and he had a situation back at home, and he ended up not going to Notre Dame, and he transferred to UCLA. And I don't think – who was that defensive lineman, guys, you Irish fans? And he didn't have a stellar career. He was a big 6'3", 320-pound D-tackle. I don't know. He might have gotten a little nibble in the NFL, but not much. And I do think he had some injury issues, too. I was talking about him a couple of weeks ago with somebody, with Brian Driscoll, and I, I've already forgotten his name. D-tackle, a California kid. He did sign with Notre Dame, and we get into, like, March, April, somewhere in there, maybe May, and I think he had an issue back home or something, and he ended up getting out of his his national letter. Somebody will throw that name up here. Topwater Assassin has dialed us up from his estate in South Carolina. Not too far from Tom and Myrtle Beach. What's up? We'll be on Pauly's Island right this minute. Um, uh, about uh, Kevin Steele, people forget, man, that wasn't really all on him. Clemson, Clemson was about to score to go up by seven. They fumbled the ball on the half-yard line. West Virginia runs it 99 yards for a touchdown. The very next play, Taj Boyd throws a pick six. And the wheels just fell off, and they, 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 West Virginia was pinning the ears back on defense. Clemson threw every pack, every play, three and out, three and out, three and out, and they just, it just, I mean, there ain't nothing to be proud of what he did, but that wasn't all on him. Um, and I'd also say, it teams that ran like a fairly traditional offense, he could shut them down, but if. Teams that had something kind of squirrely, he kind of struggled with them. But um, a friend of mine that coaches um, high school, but he's got a lot of players that, you know, have gone to other colleges and whatnot. He knows a lot of coaches. And he said that um, 
he heard that Kevin like took a year off and just studied and studied, and he supposedly knows more about defense now than he ever did back then. I don't know. I wish the best for him, but that wasn't all on him. Yeah, all I know is when we reconnected, he was very down about it, and he it was you know, and it was introspection. It wasn't he he did not say one bad thing to me about Dabo Sweeney or Clemson or anything. He was just down that it happened on his watch, very down. Well, you can't blame him. He probably still has nightmares about that. <laughs> right. But, um, I think Tommy Bowden one time. I remember when they played uh played Alabama season opener. Um, the year Bowden got fired, <laughs> he said he has nightmares about that game to this day. Anyhow, you have a good one. Dave, yeah, you see that text I sent you? Or the tweet I sent you a little while ago? I did. I'm going to get to it. Yes, I saw it. Yeah. All right, buddy. Have a good one. Thank you. Yeah, that was 08. That Clemson and Alabama opener, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, who was the defensive lineman? Notre Dame fans, where are you? Oh, somebody, Eric just sent it to me. Eddie Vanderdose, correct. Yeah, Eric up and in, he saved me. Eddie Vanderdose. And I don't know, I, I think he was solid at UCLA. I don't think he did much. I don't recall. Eddie Vanderdose. Yeah, Brian Kelly that day said, uh, just wait till a little later, about 6 o'clock. Could be some news. That's, that's before the uh, He Gone Gateway became a freebie. Even though Vanderdose, by then, they were already freely letting people transfer. I don't think he had to sit out, but I think he played a all right, hour three coming up, about 20 minutes in. Grip will be with us. I'm in Nashville, hotel.